folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop's been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Rathbone. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. So we took the summer off. Uh, we missed you guys. Yeah. It's it's crazy how fast summer goes by. It's like, it went by pretty fast when you're like a, a kid in some regards. But when you're an adult and you're like working, it's like... It's, you know, you snap your fingers and all of a sudden. But at the same time, it's been a really long time. It does actually feel like a really long time since we were, you know, at catch-up school. Definitely, definitely. Um, how, how was your summer? My summer was all right, yeah. I, um, the best part was I went to Greece with my wife for her 30th birthday, which was amazing. I highly recommend Greece to anybody. Um, it's like cheap Europe. And also they have... I didn't, I didn't go, but... Gunna was playing when I was there. It was my wife's birthday, so I was like, we we're kind of joking about going uh -huh. on her birthday, but it's also like, yeah. Was it like, a festival or was it a it Gunna was, show? It was Gunna show wow. at a nightclub. Man, that's that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Your yeah. wife will turn 30 again. I imagined it being so weird. I'm sure it would be so weird. Yeah, he probably was like sleepwalking through the performance. Of course, yeah. I, definitely wearing a ridiculous outfit. Yeah, it's, you know, largest purse in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you? How's your summer? It's been a it's been a pretty good summer. I'm not ready for the weather to be over, but I'm ready for like the summer energy of like mm. you know feeling kind of compelled to do a lot of stuff. I'm I'm ready for that to be gone and to kind of get to like hermit styles. Right, right. You love hermit styles. I love hermit styles. I'm just trying to watch Succession. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I hear that. Um. We have some exciting stuff coming up that yes. we can't actually really tell you yet because it's not. We, we need some contracts to be signed. Yes, we're very close very to close. Uh, to signing, having our first live episodes. Probably going to be in the fall. Yeah, October, maybe uh, September. Could be some September. Could be doing some stuff in September, but we'll we'll probably be doing like a few live episodes. Yes, with special sure. guests. Yes, whom you will have heard of. Hopefully, no, you're definitely going to yeah, know a lot of. If you listen people. to this podcast, probably yes, and. Um, we're super excited for it. It's the, the evolution of the catch-up podcast. And all, it's all thanks to your support, your listenership, you guys spreading the word, um, our Patreon supporters. Like, mm -hmm. we're getting we're, – we're, we're taking ourselves to new heights. And even though that that's probably sounds quite vague, I promise – uh, It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. You're going to be so surprised. Yeah. I honestly can't wait. Yeah. So let's talk about this week's episode. Well, it's a, it's kind of a, a uh, interesting – uh, topic because you know it was it came out a little while ago now at least it feels like mm -hmm. um, it's been a few weeks a few weeks in which in rap internet is several years yes it's true um, but you know I don't feel like enough got said about it and it's a kind of an interesting one because I think Jordan and I feel quite different and you might if you listen to us consistently you know we often agree but this one we do disagree on. yes we do disagree the topic is chance you a hating ass hate <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the topic is chance a rapper. Yeah, Ch Chance has had, honestly, one of the most interesting career arcs in terms of, like, public and critical adoration turning mm -hmm. the, the public and critical disdain. Dis yeah, disdain's a good word for it. And I think the particular brand of disdain that Chance faces is is an interesting thing to talk about because I think it connects with a lot of kind of internet discourse and... Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of like the 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 dogpiling vibes of the internet, definitely. And you know, the, he, he he it's funny because I feel like when with Coloring Book he was so adored, and I, I don't know what exactly has happened in the meantime, but it's like it's night and day. 
And I think with Coloring Book, you kind of started to see that he rubbed some people the wrong way. And I think it's interesting to analyze why and what steps he did that kind of helped create this. Mm-hmm. And also, like, how it took a life of its own. Yeah, absolutely. And now we have his debut album, his actual real debut his, album. Yes, his technical debut album. The Big Day. The Big Day. Um and and that's but, and that's sort of what we're going to be getting into this week. Yes, and, and we're going to talk generally about his career. Yeah, and, and and how how he got to the big day. Yes, very good. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So just to start, I want to I want to tell tell you a story. Uh, in 2012, I believe the summer of 2012, I went to Echo Beach to see Charles Gambino perform. I didn't actually go to see Charles Gambino. I went because Danny Brown was opening for him on this tour and I wanted to see Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. And I was there with a friend and I like really was at this point so disinterested in Charles Gambino. I couldn't be any more disinterested. And I was just like, I just want to see Danny Brown and then go on about my day. Like I think I might see Danny Brown and then leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were waiting for Danny. Like there was an opener on before Danny Brown and it's like started to rain and the opener's performing, and, the, and his DJ kept saying, "Are you guys ready for, to see Charles Gambino like later?" And I was like, "Why is he mention? Why is he just not mentioning Danny Brown? Like, why is he just skipping mm-hmm. over that? And like, why are they teasing the big the big event right now?" I even went on Twitter and tweeted at Danny Brown and said, "Yeah, what's going on? It's raining. When are you coming right. out here?" Right. And then at some point, I realized, "Oh, Danny Brown isn't coming." Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't make it. Right. And this opener is the only person we're going to see before Charles Gambino, and. The opener was fine. He was like kind of charming. You know how hard it is to win over an audience that doesn't know any of your songs as, mm-hmm. a, as a rapper. And he was winning people over. Like people were getting into the show. And I was at the show with a few like non-super big hip hop fans. Mm-hmm. But the next day, one of my friends who was with me was like, oh, I looked up that guy who was opening who was like really good last night. Um, he's got this one project out. It's called 10 Days. His name is Chance the Rapper. <laughs> and many months later, I've always thought about that. I'm like, wow, he like was able to win over this audience mm-hmm. with – with, they didn't know any of his songs. They didn't know who he was. And he still managed to put on like a really good performance that won everyone over. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I, I haven't seen you. Very many times I've seen that in at a hip hop show. It's like I can count on like maybe one hand. Yeah, for sure. It's and all downhill from there. But <laughs> but it hasn't been. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Acid rap is like a classic. It is a classic. It, was up, it went up uh, went up, and then went down. Um, no, I mean, a Chance the Rapper was one of the rap. He's like, when he appeared, I was... Like with As, I mean, I heard Ten Days a little shortly before, short before Acid Rap came out, and uh, I remember hearing. Then Acid Rap came out, and I was like, "I'm so excited about this guy." He's like, you know, he looks just like like he's meant to do totally great things, and like you know, we have that's kind of come true that he has become. Uh, one of the more famous rappers, I would say, of of this definitely, decade, definitely. whatever we're calling it. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I, acid rap. We we did an episode where we talked about acid rap mm-hmm. as being a classic that wasn't available on streaming. That's right. And uh, you know, if you, if you want to go back and check that out, and we can hear us extolling the virtues of it. I mean, it is one of the best albums of the decade. It's true. It's and true. Uh, and I think that it's like the songs have aged really well. And mm-hmm. I think that it, this, I mean, this is, this is clearly, I think in a lot of ways is going to be the defining chance, the rapper project. Cause I mm-hmm. think it's going to be the one chance, the rapper project that most people can all agree is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just like what he was offering, which is like, mm-hmm. he, he, 
he was like a transcendent artist on this mm-hmm. album. He has something for like the old heads. He had something for he's got some ads like yeah, talking about acid and stuff. He's got like he's got you know it's it's hopeful. Yeah, it's like it's relatable. It's relatable. It's sort of in the vein of you know um, college dropout or like Little Brother or Tribe Called Quest. All these kind of art, you know, maybe early Loopy Fiasco. These artists who like kind of successfully aren't they're not they're not these larger than life figures but they're like very cool mm-hmm. and clever and also his rap style is like so dynamic yes. like you can hear you know it's really interesting to hear rappers like chance and kettendrick and you can hear when you hear like the eminem influence in them and the mm-hmm. way that they use like the eminem set like eminem's like cadence or sound mm-hmm. and flip it into another way like either you know with chance is like almost like more cartoonish mm-hmm. kendrick takes it to like a more like you know like robotic like kind of way and but it's just interesting to think of like artists you know like artists an artist like chance the rapper being influenced by eminem Mm -hmm. and then filtering it through this package of something completely different from eminem yeah um and i think that's also part of like what's fun about the album um there's a lot of great songs on it that you've probably heard a ton but like you know i i know that the one i remember the one that like the one that got the most with the most attention, I feel like when this album came out was the paranoia because mm-hmm. it has that that hidden song in it. Yeah, which is like the best song on the album, and it's like talking about really weighty subjects. It's talking about like the Chicago murder rate, which everyone, uh, you know, is like obsessed with talking about. Mm-hmm. But it talks about it in kind of like f- what felt very fresh at the time. It's, it's not sort of nihilistic, but just sort of like like mournful and, and sad about and and just about how. Uh, you know, just it really conveyed the tragedy of it mm-hmm. on a, a very on a level of somebody whose peers mm-hmm. uh, were experiencing re- it. Yeah, it's and a it was reality like close to his life. Exactly. So let's actually listen to a little bit of Paranoia by Chance the Rapper from Acid Rap. I know you scared. You should ask us if we scared too. I know you scared. If we scared to If you was there And we just knew you cared to It just got warm out This the shit I've been warned about I hope that it's storm in the morning I hope that it's pouring out I hate crowded beaches I hate the sound of fireworks And applied to what's worse between knowing it's over and dying first Cause everybody dies in the summer When they say goodbyes, tell them while it's spring Everybody's dying in the summer So pray to God for a little more spring I know you scared You should ask us if we scared We didn't mention this earlier, but since we did that episode They have now put Acid Rap on the streaming site So it's on Spotify, Apple, and Tidal Um, With every song's there, with the exception of the song Juice Right It's not on there He has like a little track where he explains that they couldn't clear it in time or something that's funny yeah they couldn't clear it in time six years later <laughs> yeah I, who knows what's going on there. yeah 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 but even even on that song juice which is like a great song like, another thing that i really liked about chance at that time is that people were holding chance up as the the sort of antidote to chief keef mm-hmm. like he's like oh people want to talk about chicago but they only want to talk about chief keef we have like other stuff here like chance which is so much not like that yeah and then on the song juice 
chance shouts out Chief Keef. Yeah, exactly. And it's I, and that this is like another thing that I found so interesting about him is like kind of like reaching across the aisle and like bringing people all under the same tent. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is something he did again in the future on Coloring Book where he had Little Yachty on that song mixtape. Yeah, and there'd be you know there's a huge portion of his fan of his fan base that's like oh Little Yachty that guy sucks. Like, yeah, that's not, for sure. And then. Just like chance bringing bringing that person together and being like this person is also part of like this generation's culture and I respect them as an artist. It was like I don't know. I I found that to be like a a charming yeah flex. It's kind of like what Jay Cole has been doing. Yes, like all of 2019 for sure. I mean he and he also kind of ushered this album. The acid rap I felt like ushered in sort of a new wave of Chicago or Midwestern rappers. Uh, Vic Mensa, Saba, BJ, the, well, he's a singer, but BJ, the Chicago kid. No name. Like, no name. Look at all these people that Chance featured on his early projects. Yeah. And, and they've kind of, it's kind of, they've kind of been on almost every one of his projects is that he, he incorporates all of the Chicago people. Mm-hmm. And he gives it in like, a lot of these people, he give their first bit of the shot of spotlight. Yeah. So af- after acid rap, he had Donnie. Trumpet and the social experiment, which no one remembers. I mean, I, I could not be any less interested in in, in the, the, the that social project. experiment. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I th- I actually thought it was I actually liked it. You know, it wasn't like my favorite album of 2015. Uh, it came out at a time when there was so much good rap coming out. Yeah. Anyway, we don't really need to talk about it. I mean, that that, well, that that record too much. But I think an important thing to talk about is that. Chance was a part of this organization in Chicago called U Media, and this is where like he I, he met Saba and No Name and a lot of these people, mm-hmm. um, Vic Mensa, Mick Jenkins, like all these people were mm-hmm. part of this kind of like after school program mm-hmm. that focused on the arts. Yeah, and I think he's kind of retained that that spirit. mentality yeah. of like having a wide tent and bringing all these other artists up with him. Yeah, for sure. I actually think if you haven't heard Surf. I think it has some some merit, so it's worth if you if you do, especially if you like Chance. Is there any you should play a song for? Yeah, um, listen to, listen to "Warm Enough" from uh, Donny Trumpet and the Social Experiments. Sir, who are you to tell me I can't love you the way mothers love daughters? The way Mary was closest to Joseph and babies is close to the father. You don't know me and love got a secret handshake and mad inside jokes. I can tell it's not now when my heart beat box is inside, folks. Who are you to tell me I don't want you the way flesh wants freedom? The way greed, love, need. The way kings need kingdoms. You don't know what I know, what I'm capable of. What I slave for and traded in favors and give up for you what I gave up for love. Who are you to tell me I'm not I think also another interesting thing about this is that at this point, this is this album came out like two years after Acid Rap, mm-hmm. and at this point, all anyone wanted from Chance was another solo project. Yes, and the fact that he put something out with his, you know, his, his like, crew, his yeah. friends, where he's putting his friends on, yeah, to me was like another interesting choice about Chance. And I think it's, this is also part of what was interesting about him at the beginning of his career is like, I think generally a lot of times when people talk about being unsigned mm-hmm. and being an independent artist, it's almost like a bargaining chip a bargaining tool mm-hmm. like creating a hype around the fact that you're unsigned and then you eventually like take the big label money mm-hmm. and you cash in on that yeah exactly and you, and you, <coughs> and it's like a scene as you being not manicured you sort of your own person you you don't need the label there's so much demand for you um but but chance chance's whole thing is that he 
he's maintained his his unsignedness. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has partnered with this is I think also part of like where people started to like I think the narrative by the time Coloring Book came out, the narrative on Chance had changed. And mm-hmm. I think it's because like you know, Chance being unsigned is like in, in a lot of ways being unsigned but having a, a an agreement with Apple where mm-hmm. they pay you a large sum of money to release your music exclusively, let's say, mm-hmm. is like maybe the rules have changed you know Mm -hmm. it's like you're unsigned by a major label but you're signed to a tech company yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i think people just started to think of that as disingenuous yeah but ultimately he's still like technically unsigned in the true like label sense you know and i think i think also what he's talking about a bit is just retaining control of like how his music's released what songs are on the albums like that kind of thing yeah and i mean if you think about it ultimately i don't think the nature of his um deal with apple is is like how a lot of record deals have historically been that if the label doesn't like the project, they're not going to put it out, mm-hmm. which has been a huge problem historically for rap music. And not only that, like re- retaining control of your masters and and sort of, you know, taking care of your own business is like an objectively good thing. I mean, um, to me, like the, probably the peak of Chance's popularity came around the time of Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Because you know he was no, it was kind of known that he was making pretty active contributions to the songwriting of it, and then Ultralight Beam, which mm-hmm. is probably the last great Kanye moment, uh, mm. you know him performing that, and then just like that song being really transcendent, and Chance's verse on it being excellent. Yes, you know there was sort of this place where Chance's Christianity really, really felt organic in terms of it, like him melding it with his rap. Um, obviously it helps to have Kanye West sort of building the aesthetic of Mm -hmm. it. Um, well, I think even before we get to that though, I think it's like, it's important to talk about what led to chance reconnecting with his faith. And it's because after acid rap came out and chance became one of the most popular rappers in the world, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. In a a very funny way. In a funny way. It's like an underground, non-underground rapper. Uh Um, and I think what happened, like chance, he started living that rapper life. Mm-hmm. You know, he ta- he's talked a lot about like becoming addicted to Xanax during this time period in his life. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I distinctly remember on several occasions where he had to cancel shows and he was hospitalized for like exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like he probably like party too much. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I, so it seems like, you know, he had, he told a story about like moving to LA and, you know, living with James Blake, which James Blake is denied. I don't, I don't really know what the situation is there. Like, that seems, it seems weird that you would deny that. It seems weird that Chance would say it if it wasn't true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't, maybe it was like one of those situations, you know, those like kind of urban legend video things you see where someone like is like living in the ducks or in the cupboards of their house and like, like this use a spy cam and they see that like at night, like Chance is coming out and <laughs> eating pizza pops. It was Chance's house. Yeah. Oh. So James Blake. James Blake was the one who was maybe, doing maybe it. Maybe James Blake was just over all the time. And right. Chance was like, oh, you like you live here. He's like, nah, bro. I'm going. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But he was. This was also a time that he was like making all his like L.A. music friends. He like, you know, Jeremiah was pulling up. Right. Uh, B.J. Chicago Kid, Frank Ocean. Like he, these are all people that are hanging out in this big ass mansion mm-hmm. that Chance had had rented, and he obviously was partying a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know. This combined with like the hospitalizations where he had to cancel shows and probably a lot of other things behind the scenes felt like this golden opportunity, this golden ticket that was in his hands mm-hmm. was like almost like slipping out of his, gl- his grasp before he'd even really fully like consummated like his global superstar status. Right, right, right. 
And so, I, and then what, what what ended up happening is that he went inward and he went, he moved back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. He reconnected with his, his like kind of like high school sweetheart girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, started seeing her again. That like became an, gotten a committed relationship with her mm-hmm. and kind of found religion again. Yeah. Or just became, started playing a more prominent role in his life. Yeah. I mean, you know, so he, he's always talked about from like, I th- from my memory, the very earliest days about how much Kanye meant to him and sort of, uh, you know, he, on coloring book, he has, you know, an, um, or, or sorry, on, uh, acid rap. Acid rap. Good ass intro. Good ass intro. Which is a play off of what Kanye's the album that's supposed to come on after graduation. Um which is good ass job. Initially like a rumored Kanye title, which he then changed. Yeah. Yeah, because then it was, you know, eight oh eights and heart heartbreaks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, heartbreak out in the way. And I and I think I remember thinking of this of this move, like naming and this is the first song of his of Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. Naming a good ass intro is, is as though the Kanye that could have been yeah. if he continued on that path and said if he didn't go the 808s way, yeah. is existing through chance. Yeah, sort of the Chicago Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I feel like there's sort of LA Kanye and Chicago Kanye. True. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think this is what people were so excited about with Acid Rap that he was almost like the heir apparent to, like, the old Kanye. And and then, you know, as, the more he sort of rapped, I mean, he he didn't have the producer thing as much, obviously, but just in terms of that kind of, you know, cool relatable funny kind of artist middle class middle class accessible to everyone everyone yeah i mean i i will say i remember with coloring book like like just random people who didn't i never i didn't think of as liking rap were into it you know kind of people at my work or whatever um and so i do think like chance at his, his peak really did kind of realize that that he, you know, that sort of true mass appeal, that crossover appeal. It isn't just for hip hop heads or whatever. Um, Obama, Obama appeal. Yeah. yeah, he does have Obama appeal. He does you know? There's no, uh, there's no bigger Obama appeal rapper. Yes, I saw a tweet that said, "You know, how I know the big day sucks." That that Barack didn't put a single chance to rap a song <laughs> yeah. from that album on his sixty song playlist. That he just released. <laughs> Ouch! It's pretty damning. Yeah, um, um, but you know, Coloring Book I think is pretty divisive. Mm. I thought it was pretty damn good. Like, there's some good songs on here. Not uh, not all of them evade super well, but yeah. like, you know, like for me, like a standout on this was like was mixtape because it's like going back to what I was saying earlier mm-hmm. about. Chance reaching across the aisle stylistically. Mm-hmm. It's a song with Young Thug and Little Yachty. Little Yachty has an incredible verse on this. This is like mm-hmm. I remember hearing this and be like, "Oh yeah, Yachty can rap." Like, yeah, yeah. and I also thought it was just like an interesting way of Chance using his power mm-hmm. to put rappers that maybe some of his fans would not naturally like, yeah, and give them the opportunity to like kind of showcase their skills for sure. Um, and I think it's a good song. Let's listen to a little bit of mixtape from Coloring Book by Chance. The care about cover art growing up i ain't have my brother because he said this twist gave him a fresh start i ain't know what that mean i bumped heads with my dean dropped out and hit the scene now i'm starting like bling time and time again they 
they told me no, they told me I wouldn't go, cause in high school all I cared about was hoes, well, maybe that shit was my interest, now I spend more than they make at my dentist, after one night the fuck thought I was finished, I pin my name to the game like a seamstress, oh, bitch I bought like a gator, fuck them reviews that they put in the paper, did what I wanted, didn't care about a hater, deliver my tape to the world as a cater, oh, they fuck with me cause I'm different, new sound, new appearance, bitches both from the six, give a fuck about a bitch, here's my problem with coloring books. Chance mimics the flow of the guests on the albums that he, on the songs that he's on. So you know, on the the Jay Electronica song, he raps like Jay Electronica. Mm. On mixtape, he raps like Lil Yachty, and you know, so on and so forth. Mm, mm-hmm. And you know, as we said, it was so exciting about Acid Rap was how dynamic his style was, and I felt like he phoned phoned his rapping in on this a little bit. Uh, it, it's, it's like one of those things that once I noticed it, I couldn't unhear it, you know? Interesting. Interesting. I, for me, I, I can, I can understand that. And I think, and I think also when it comes to like, you know, on a pure, like originality kind of level, it mm-hmm. is, it is a loss to not have him be speaking in his own voice. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I kind of like when rappers do that. Mm-hmm. I like when rappers show their versatility and say, this style, like people do this style. It's not how I rap, but I can do it. Yeah, I I, th- I, I kind of like that. I think it depends. I think it depends. You know, I think, uh, I think it depends on how good a rapper I think the rapper is, mm. and I think it depends on how they do it. And I felt like with this, it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was necessarily like an ode to their style. I felt like it was he'd gotten their verses and kind of traced them. That's Maybe fair. The, you know, the coloring book part uh <laughs> <laughs> i think also you probably didn't like this because you're a godless individual that's true that's just, true i'm a re- renowned atheist you know catch me on the speaking circuit on a or my youtube channel god's <laughs> oh my dead God. wow you know uh <laughs> 416 um <laughs> anyway uh yeah but like I, the christian stuff i don't necessarily mind it's just about the delivery of, of, of Christianity in rap. I mean, spirit. Like I would say that one of the issues that a lot of people have with contemporary hip hop, what what is sort of missing for them, is a lack of spirituality. It's why Kendrick, you know, still appeals to them. They'll make the exception. Like I don't like mm-hmm. new rap because you know this sort of in in uh, in rap of the '90s. You know, Wu Tang, uh, Outkast, uh, even someone like Tupac. Uh, speaks to to spirituality more and it inf- informs sort of like the myth making that they're mm. doing, mm. Um, and and so I don't necessarily mind it, uh, but the thing is I feel like um, Chance's expression of Christianity often feels like the sort of you know smiling youth pastor with the polo shirt tucked in and the like, the New Balances. You know, it's it's this kind of like really, I don't know, kind of grating, like an, an artificial. That's fair. I think that's a fair criticism, and I think that you're right about a lot of that. And I, like, you know, for me personally, I'm I'm not particularly religious, and but you know, I think the way that a lot of this this a lot of the Christianity stuff, I think on this album, rub people the, the wrong way, hmm. and it didn't really rub me the wrong way. I think it's like. Some of the stuff I'm like, okay, I'm not particularly interested in this, but it didn't like upset me. Like mm-hmm. it seemed to upset some people. Like I think people felt like maybe, like I don't know. I it's it's almost as though people felt like 
Chance was talking about how perfect his life is now that he's found God, which, I mean, that is what he was kind of doing. Mm-hmm. And then people took that as, like, some kind of implicit, like, weird bragging thing right. where it's, like, I'm, like, holier than thou, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, but I think but I think sometimes, I mean, there's obviously, like, so much us else at play, but there were some moments on this album where I think he had that energy of, like, how his life had improved, but he kind of still towed the line where it still felt um, – it felt human and didn't feel, didn't didn't feel like too too like holier than that for me. And I think a good example of this is the song "Same Drugs." Mm-hmm. And I think this is like where I can look at Chance, listen to Chance talk about this stuff, and it's like he's reflecting on his own growth and talking about you know a, mm-hmm. a, a friend that he like no longer you know they're not on the same page anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, but it doesn't feel super judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, let's listen to a little bit of "Same Drugs" by Chance the Rapper from Coloring Book. We don't. Do the same drugs no more. We don't do the we don't do the same drugs. Do the same drugs no more. Cause she don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the we don't do the same drugs. Do the same drugs no more. When did you change? When do you've aged? I thought you never grow up. I thought you never. Window closed. Windy got old. I was too late. I was too late. A shadow of what I once was. Cause we don't. So, look, talking about coloring book um, and this era of chance, there's also some interesting stuff about. I think this is where. I, first of all, with coloring book, like we talked about the religion thing rubbed some people the wrong way, or mm-hmm. they just like couldn't relate to it and felt like they'd lost some of the relatability that Chance had before. Mm-hmm. And this kind of came to a head at a really strange moment mm-hmm. where around 2016, this time, like MTV News had developed this. They had an incredible like murderer's row of all these amazing essayists and writers and critics. And they had an article that was really, that was kind of critical of Chance and, the, and the, the Christianity aspect of his, his music and just like, it was basically the, the writer talking about how he just didn't relate to it and didn't really see. It just didn't feel. It felt something about it felt off to him. Mm-hmm. And then apparently, what happened is Chance uh, and his manager and his people contacted MTV and were like, "Delete this article. Mm-hmm. Like, take this article down." And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, the MTV people, the editorial staff was kind of like, "No, like that's not how this works. We're not your PR." Yeah, yeah. But then Chance and his people went around those people. And talk to higher level people at, at MTV. And we're basically saying, like, we won't come to the VMAs if you don't get rid of this article. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after the higher ups at MTV put pressure on the editorial department, they did remove this article from MTV. Mm-hmm. And so when news of this made its way out, like, you know, yeah. music journalists, like, just journalists in general were, like, kind of in an uproar. Because yeah. it's like, justifiably, you're a multimillionaire. And you can't take some like criticism about your work. Like mm-hmm. you're an artist who makes work, which that me- then means it's open to criticism, and you can't handle the criticism. Mm-hmm. So you use your power to get it to, to get it removed. Yeah. Like what kind of what kind of person does that? Yeah, yeah. And I think it just really was like a bad kind of like a bad look for him. Mm-hmm. And I think also at this time, Chance, you know, Chance was a. Uh, Chance was secure in the bag. He was doing a lot of like a lot of commercials. Yeah, Sprite commercials. Kit Kat, famously. Doritos. He redid the Kit Kat song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of rappers do branded stuff. Like that's, that's 
you know, that's a big part of the game sure. in, in this era yeah, with, yeah. where you're not making as much money off of record sales. Mm-hmm. But I think it was also the, because of Chance's broad appeal and how he appeals to children, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the brand stuff that he did, just like, it just was corny. So yeah, it's and it's that's like, the thing. I mean, that's kind of the line, right? Though, like, if you're, um, I don't know, let's say Vince Staples, right? Like, he does his like Sprite thing mm-hmm. that he does. Mm-hmm. Like, Vince Staples is a cooler rapper than Chance, you yes. know. Like Vince, he's funny. He's got his like whole crip thing. He's like, you know, he's just like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's like inherently smooth and just funny and charismatic in that kind of way. <clears throat> But when you're that kind of middle class everyman, you have you're the the selling out notion just doesn't come across as well. It mm-hmm. just doesn't you know it just doesn't you don't you don't get the same like oh well obviously like he he's just hustling he's got to do whatever he's got to do. Uh-huh. I don't feel like Chance gets to play that card in the same kind of way. And not only did he play that card, he like played it more than anyone's ever played it. No one in rap has ever done endorsements because Chance was perfectly made to do endorsements because he's the least offensive, threatening rapper that maybe has ever had the kind of success that he's had. It's true. Uh, since Will Smith, at least. It's true. And I think, you know, another good, a good analog is like Little Yachty did a lot of brand brand stuff around this time mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I think even that was like looked at differently. It was. Because it's like, but why though? Well, I think it comes down to the charisma and I think it comes down to like, how is it Does getting it feel genuine? Does it feel genuine? Does it feel like, you know, you think of like the sort of board meeting where like, you know, the Doritos people are like, there's like, well, I don't like this one. You know, he talks about this in this kind of way, but you know, he's a good Christian. So I think chance might be the, the, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of like corn empire or whatever, like, you know, the kind of corn barons of, the Midwest, <laughs> the Dorito head, Dorito man, uh-huh. uh, just like being okay with with Chance because Chance gets those opportunities because he doesn't have that same kind of thing. I feel like Yachty's kind of interesting because yeah, he he well, first of all, was already sort of reviled by so many people. It's true. So it's not the he didn't really have like the the thing to fall off of at least because the people who liked him liked him. You know, for for who he was, mm-hmm. irregardless. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think there was a lot more writing on Chance, a lot more hope, and a lot more of it was sort of conditional on him being this type of artist. I think it's true, and I, I think, um, yeah, I, like, and I think also just there was the back part of the backlash was was against a, a rapper who felt who felt so perfectly packaged for mm-hmm. children, middle America exactly. moms, like all that stuff, like somebody yeah. who who felt presented in a way and held up as like, look at like, don't do it. Like those other guys do it. Like chance. Look at him. Like, remember the Vince Staples, the mom going, getting so upset because of like listening to this is, if uh, you're not familiar with this, this meme, uh, but there was a, a mom who, a, a white, like middle American mom. Yeah. Who, Found out that her daughter, daughter, daughter was listening to the Vince Staples song North North, yeah. and like she, went to G- Genius or whatever, and was reading the lyrics and, and like, video and crying as she's reading she was them. Very upset. She's like freaking out. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to see it. It's so worth. It. And if, if you if you have seen it, you probably haven't seen it in a while. So go watch that. Yeah, and then Vince Staples sampled it. No, he, he was so it. he was no he was like. Stop making fun of this woman. Like, you know, I get why she's like this. Like, she's a, mo- a concerned mom. Like, leave her alone, basically. And ma- and she might not be all there, also, kind of. Vinny Staples. Vince Staples is always on point. He's always on point. Um, 
Yeah. So, but also at this time, Chance was like becoming a pretty big star. You know, mm-hmm, these, these ads are putting him in front of like millions of homes. He also did one. I think he, there was an ad. I think there was also this ad where this, this is so weird. I just remember this, but like, if I recall correctly, it's a Honey Nut Cheerios ad mm. that did not actually have Chance the Rapper in it, mm-hmm. but had a very clear Chance the Rapper like analog <laughs> oh, who did God. the song. Wow. And like, I'm pretty sure that Chance's people like threatened to sue or whatever, but they like they had. A, a rapper rap a song like the Honey Nut Cheerios song, oh my and God. it wasn't Chance, but it so clearly was based off of it. That's so funny. It's like, oh my God! And he, you know, at this time he's also rocking that that three hat, yeah, which he sold millions of, and apparently he's made like he told Joe Budden he made six million dollars off of those those hats. Jesus, and I I believe it. You, I was seeing those hats everywhere. Yeah, it's true. Because it, it, it it's like a. A subtle way to show you're a fan, you know. That's it's right. Not like it says Chance the Rapper. That's right. So That's right. Like, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, like kind of like Fubu. Right. You know, like if you knew, you knew what that meant. You know. <laughs> Otherwise, like just just two words. They're always doing that kind of shit. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, the the, the world, the tide was starting to turn against him at this point. This is sort of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um. 2018 you know and i i mean <clears throat> i uh i i didn't necessarily think it was totally warranted personally at the time it seemed a little unfair maybe because i wasn't so invested in him um i mean i listened to coloring book enough times and and um and you know even if it wasn't my favorite record it was sort of a letdown it still it was still had its it's joints. It's uh, no, no problem. Still that. sounds. Chains and Lil Wayne. Still, song. yeah, that song still will kind of go off. Like Fun let's be hell. real. Yeah. Um, and, but then yeah, he, he just I don't know. It's it's it started happening then, and then uh, and then last summer he released um, like four loose four singles. Looses, yeah, and, and and I think also one of the songs on there, like the one, one that I liked a lot, mm. alludes to. Uh, alludes to the MTV thing. Yeah, it's called four. Yeah, it's called four songs. Yeah, and so he has a song on there called "I Might Need Security," which yeah. is the name of a Jamie Foxx comedy special from 2002, which is sampled. Mm-hmm. And um, he has this line where he's like, uh, "His man, his manager's name is Pat, the manager, mm-hmm. Pat Cochran." And he says, "He has a line where he's like, pat me on the back too hard, and Pat will ask for your job, and in unrelated news, someone will beat your ass at your job." And I feel like a lot of people took that as a reference to that MTV thing mm-hmm. where he's like, pat me on the back too. You know what I mean? Like kind of, yeah, yeah. and like, so he's essentially, this is, I remember like, you know, music journalists being also in an uproar about this. Like, is this guy bragging now about yeah, yeah, yeah. doing this like kind of uh, morally objectionable thing right. with his, using his power for like really petty purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, yeah, maybe he was, but I also I like the song. Yeah, I, it's a really good song, and I think it has like it's like it's it just shows his skill. Like, so let's listen to a bit of uh, "I Might Need Security" by the Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. I ain't no activist. I'm the protagonist. I don't go cabinet. I fly solo like one cup in the cabinet. The cabin's the cabinet. They trust me at landing it. They call me the advocate. They slide like an advocate. Boy means world. Everybody been savages. I just want to really know how much a Joe shooter averages. I'm not no nice guy. I'm just a good guy. The bad guys should really stay on my good side. I smell my roses younger than the good die. The Illuminati couldn't see me with their good eyes. So late last year, Chance the Rapper got married. 
he had like a little ceremony at civil a city hall and then a big like celebrity you know kim kardashian and kanye being there and all kinds of other celebrities and somehow uh his whole like my wife thing started kind of became a meme in and of itself and this was this is before the big day was announced true because he would talk about it in interviews and he he also like he the things that he would say were kind of like he basically would set up his wife to be like it was a very like 1960s version of yes. marriage where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know I'm a wild boy and my wife tames calms me down yeah, you know exactly. like sometimes <laughs> I come home and my, you know I'm hungry and then I get a hot meal for my wife yeah, and everything's exactly. great yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so people were kind of just like what? what? Did she even exist? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got a, I got a wife in Canada. She's yeah. in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, you know, that it, his his debut record finally came out, The Big Day, which is in reference to his wife. and the, his, his marriage. His marriage. His wedding day. His wedding day. And, and, and it's almost like a, a wife concept album. Our, our producer it's a co- marriage concept album. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the concept of a wife and, and, and marriage is sort of like... It just comes across strangely. Our, our producer Kyle, at the beginning of uh, before we started recording, asked us about like what is the history of like married man rap. Mm-hmm. Like four 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 would be the most recent example. There isn't a whole mm-hmm. lot. There's life not of, a lot. Life of you said life, life, of Pablo, life of Pablo, which I like. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, Kanye's still talking about eating ass on it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or getting you know. Porn star bleach on his shirts. And yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a different kind of marriage. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. that's more like a modern marriage yeah. album. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, exactly. Yeah, and like Ye is almost a little bit of a marriage album. Yeah, too. it's a scary marriage scary, album. Yeah, scary marriage like, album. Yeah. How they, you know, it's 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 not a, a very plumbed uh, genre, the, I, a, I think a subgenre, microgenre. It's true. And I think it's just because historically so much of rap and in presenting yourself in rap is being like, a Lothario. Yeah, a Lothario. Uh, I can beat everyone's ass. Yeah. If they want to fight me, they can fight me. Yeah, exactly. If, they, if, it, if I'm not going to beat them up, then my friends are going to beat them up. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's like you're just, you're kind of like, it's real like alpha male shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, and the big day is different. A, I, the, the big day is very different. Very different. It's, it's, a, it's a long album, just 22 songs. It's, yeah, almost 80 minutes long. And uh, this album was like pretty much universally reviled. Yes. I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta say that, like, when I listen, I listened to it. You know, I think you tell me that you liked it, or or you maybe defended on Boozy Fade, and I went and listened to it, sort of, you know, in the first twenty four forty eight hours. And the the album cover is like this: um, someone holding like a disc, like a CD disc with sort of some gems on it. Uh, and like, as soon as the second song came on with Death Cab for Cutie, I'd like thought of that, and I, like thought of myself throwing the disc out the window. <laughs> and I was like, this is the corniest thing I've heard in so long. Now, I, I've gone back subsequently and listened to it, and there are some better parts to it and some worse parts. Uh, yeah, I think I think also, you know, for me, going into this album, like Chance the Rapper is corny. Like, I, mm-hmm. we've been known that. that. Like, it. it's, it's, it's just table stakes at this point. Right. You know that that's what we're getting. So... For me, it's like, what can he do in his corny persona, right? Like musically, that I that either will connect with me or I think is like just skilled way of like rapping or like mm-hmm. whatever. And so I think that this album didn't upset me as much as it upset a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And there are songs that I like, including that Death Cat for Cutie one. Like I like, I like the chance. I like the you know reminiscing like 
you know, longing like for a, a you know bygone era chance because I like I like thinking about I like thinking about those things for myself and right. I feel like he does a good job of like painting kind of vivid snippets of whether it's like specific memories or like little pictures of of those things and mm-hmm. I feel like he does a good job of that and pro- probably much to your chagrin let's let's listen to a little bit of uh, do you no. remember yeah 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 <laughs> this is yeah. my least favorite song we've ever played on this podcast guaranteed it's, it's, it's been presented and okay. this is like concluding those weird country songs we played <laughs> in the old town road episode so the song slapped yeah for sure Summer Lil Channel got a hold of his household. The same summer that widowed Gwyneth Paltrow. Back when I could trust in my dogs like Balto. My family the Sopranos. These niggas is altos. First album, every track could be the outro. Velcro the shell toes, things that we will outgrow. Used to rock South Pole. Summer's taking the six bus to South Show. Never sold out, but now we outsold. That was the summer I learned I love the great outdoors. Yeah, I saw a tweet that really, I mean, it's, you know, we live in an age where it's so hard to sort of have, I don't want to sound like a red pillar here, but have independent thought where like completely your your impressions of things are solely your own because like people are just so fast with the takes. Mm -hmm. Um, So granted, you know, this, maybe this biased me, but I saw someone say that this, the album sounded like chance trying to justify being married to himself wow and and like not in like it's an in an earnest way but maybe not a sincere way and i listening to it through that lens made me feel like he is kind of compensating for something here you know Hmm. and that like they're like i you know chance is an incredibly talented rapper there's not a question He's like one of the most talented That's rappers a, of this generation. Yeah, not a question. Like that that is not you know what is um in what I'm I, what I'm saying is sort of wrong with it. What I'm getting at and I I it's similar to the Christianity thing at times, not always. As I say like that that it, there are some Christian songs that, that or songs not I don't know how to say it. Some songs where he talks about Christianity or Christianity comes up that I feel like are totally organic. And other times it does feel that sort of like youth pastor thing that it's something a little bit off on it. Mm. And similarly, like the kind of married life stuff, the family stuff this time, it really it felt like he's kind of trying to be something that he's not. And the vulnerability is not the, – the vulnerability that he's saying is – you know what he's vulnerable about you know maybe cheating on his wife or him his wife not like letting him have sex with her these Mm -hmm. kind of strange Uh like throwback stuff it it's like i think there there's actually other stuff that he feels vulnerable about that he's not expressing in the way that like with 444 we felt like jay-z was really letting stuff off his chest now Mm. obviously i don't know what's going on in jay-z's head i don't know what's going on in jay-z's life but like there was uh more vulnerability there to me than there is here I think I think that's a very fair statement. I think that there is on this album there's there's definitely like a certain kind of manicured mm-hmm. manicured vulnerability yes. to it. And I think it's because 
I think this is also part of like what has turned people against Chance is that he's so manicured in general. Like mm-hmm. his whole, I mean, obviously every artist is, but I think that with some art, like it's shades of it, though. shades. That's right. And I think some artists can can be manicured, but still show you kind of like the rougher edges. And with Chance, the rough edges have been sanded off of his personality completely, mm-hmm. and he's just become kind of like a middle of the road, you know, make everyone happy kind of person and artist Mm -hmm. and so as a result he's just like a lot less interesting than he was because it's just like it's like it feels like it feels like a like a performance of a of like a good rap person exactly and 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 i just think you can only you actually in this day and age can only be so manicured and i think people respond to like some rappers who do terrible things because they're not manicured true you know that that vulnerability that expression of who they are is what speaks to them and uh to me with with chance it's like i don't i don't know if i really believe you i don't know like and you don't have any reason to lie to me Mm. you know what i mean i think that maybe it's 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 that part that uh with this album that i i don't i don't really love you know i mean like has some great guests like uh, Megan The Stallion, to baby show up, yeah. uh, Lil Durk, Nicki Minaj. I mean, Nicki Minaj. Nicki sounds good on this. Nicki, like Nicki, is such a good rapper, and somehow we've reached this place where like people hate her, and you I know what? Don't understand. I've it. been thinking about this a lot recently too. I mean, I do understand why like, people kind of don't like her. But I think it's just because she's like she's had a ten year run and she's throwing her weight around. Yeah, and, exactly. she, and she is kind of petty and a little sure. like megalomaniac, like sure. but not in a way that's any dissimilar from like a Drake or somebody exactly. like that. Um, but I think it's that Nikki has done so much like crossover pop stuff that mm-hmm. is like, you know, as bad as a lot of pop over cross stuff yeah. that people for like, it's like her good verses get lost in the mix of like all of her songs. Yes. And now people are more into talking about her as a figure and not like actually remembering like all these like incredible verses, incredible songs that she's bodied over the last oh, like, decade. And there's so many. There's a lot. There's I, a I'm lot. looking forward to her releasing the next project. Cause I, I feel like. Uh, at the very least, we will give it its due, you know, consideration, mm-hmm. and that you know, she she can be so good, just mm-hmm. so good. Like she's one of my all time favorite guest rappers. I mean, think about a song like "Plain Jane" by ASAP Ferg. Not you know, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, like I know we're talking about Chance here, but like on here to me, she like like we've talked about how great we think Chance is a technical rapper, mm-hmm. but like to me, like when as soon as Nicki starts rapping, it's like. That's where all this the shine is. Let's listen to a bit of a, a, this one of the songs that Nikki's on on this album with Lil Durk. Uh, this is Chance the Rapper, Lil Durk and Nikki slide around. Give me five, it's a vibe in the hood like drive bys. I ain't talking waving hands when I'm in Dubai. Bye with the people that I love, rep them till I die, die. And I'm fly when you fly, they get you the side eye. I just hit the plug, about to buy a pound. Bendy on my moon boots, higher ground. On my lap when I ride around People I could trust when I'm not around Loco, I go loco Took a auto, no Grammy, still a goto You see how a true queen and a hoop dream Made my pink print the routine Treats, everybody eats Most of them stay quiet but And so anyway, there was, there was, this album came out There's a lot of memes about it mm-hmm. There was one really funny one that was making fun of Chance And talking about his wife mm-hmm. Like in a kind of Borat way that really came out I think the <laughs> day, a day after the album came people out are, And they became a dominant like, People are so fast People are so fast People are also mean as fuck they God are. damn yeah. Like people are so mean Yeah And I the reaction to this album clearly got to Chance mm-hmm. Because he went on a tweet storm Like, a, like maybe 
a few days after the album came out where he was like, he's like, I feel like people want me to kill myself. Yeah. Which, Oof. first of all, that's really extreme, but yeah. like that's, that's, and that's an extreme way. But I think it's probably like really how he felt because of how much he was like, oh, I put this album out talking about my marriage. Yeah, yeah. And like and how everyone, happy I am. and how happy I am. It was like, fuck you and your marriage yeah. <laughs> and your happiness. Yeah, you know, exactly. he's like, what's like, and he was just like saying, he's like, people are trying to, one of the, he's like, people are trying to make me feel embarrassed about something that I was really proud of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can, I can understand him saying this just as like a, re, like a reaction. Like mm-hmm. he's a person. Of like, course. Yes, he's a millionaire. Yes, it's sure, like his life is pretty, work into put it. a ton of work into this thing. But it's like the reaction. And, but I, th- and I think, but I do think the, the interesting thing about this is like, there was a certain glee to like dunking on chance with this album that I thought was a little strange. Personally. I agree. I, I agree. was like, what like of all things to be so like uproariously like dunking on in mm. this kind of way it's like it's gonna be like this guy who put out like a wholesome ass album like, yeah, I, yeah i can understand thinking the way he talks about his wife is weird or he sounds like a he sounds like a child mm-hmm. and his wife was like a mother to him or something yeah, yeah, yeah. i think all those things are very fair yeah but to like I don't know the way that people were fucking were dunking on him and just talking about how you know how shitty his music is and how shitty he is as a person. I was yeah. like, what? Where, why? Yeah, you know, like that is fair. It's fair. I mean, that, that's the thing. I think he has just become such an easy punching bag, you know, mm-hmm. because he doesn't kind of have the same. Even though you know he was, I'm, I'm sure worked incredibly hard and. And overcome a lot of odds in his own way. He doesn't have that same kind of like, well, you know, we need to respect that, like, where he came from to get here. And, you know, he's just doing his thing. And he, people don't say that kind of thing about Chance. It's true. And it's I think part of it is because he grew up middle class. Mm-hmm. Like, his parents worked for, like, Democratic uh politicians yeah, his dad was a aide to Obama. Yeah. I mean, and so I think. Which makes that slight all the worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what happened there, Barry. Yeah. Um, no, but I think also, but I, another thing too is like, th- that's not to say that Chance didn't experience a lot of the stuff that people in Chicago, mm-hmm, absolutely. like that in, who grew up in like maybe more harsh conditions also experienced. Like he had one of his best friends like murdered in front of him, yeah, you know, exactly. like he, but I think that people don't associate those kind of struggles with Chance. And I think as a result also makes it easier for them to just like, to just dismiss his entire existence because obviously he's done like a lot of corny things and a lot of things that are just not cool or interesting to a lot of adults yeah or i mean they, they obviously are cool to some adults because he's still a massive rapper yeah but it's just like i mean i saw this like i don't know like little video on twitter that was like a son and a dad like white son and dad like maybe a 12 year old mm-hmm. just like rapping chance on like a dock at like a cottage and like you know if that's now his lane that's now his lane yeah yeah I don't. Where do you think Chance could go from here if he wanted to improve thing his circumstance and his like appeal? It's a really good question. I think that you know, I think that what he has to do is put out like a mixtape in a year, mm-hmm. eight months, even because mm-hmm. his album's not going to be have, have a long life cycle. I don't think, mm-hmm. and I think he just needs to make some songs that like are more relatable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he can, he can talk about marriage, but like, don't talk about it too much. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ta- like talk about, you know, but you know, for, for me, like, so, so for instance, there's a song on this album that is, I think also divisive that I kind of liked, but I, I saw a tweet that was like, this guy's not even trying anymore. This is like <laughs> such bullshit. Um, and it's a song with the baby and made in Tokyo. It's yeah, called yeah. hot summer. Yeah. 
And what I liked about it is that it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't think would be on a Chance the Rapper album mm-hmm. because it's it's so clearly like he does a really really playful flow mm-hmm. and he doesn't and some of the stuff he says is actually nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Some of the other stuff he says is really good. Some of the stuff he says is nonsensical, so it seems like he didn't put much thinking into it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I kind of liked about it is that mm-hmm. it was kind of like just a it was a clear example of him having fun mm-hmm. and trying different things and um. And just didn't feel too tightly wound in the way that a lot of his other stuff does. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's divisive. I enjoyed it. And I think that maybe if he did more of more of that, mm-hmm. people might come around to it a little more. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of Chance the Rapper, Hot Shower. I got muscles like Superman trainer. Hey, real, real rare like Super Sam Manga. I jump, stomp, stomp on Lucifer Satan. Now I got a few rings on Jupiter skating. I meant to say Saturn, switched up the pattern. Smoking on some shatter, got me higher than a ladder. Thanks, I'm flatter. My baby mama batter. You look like Mick Jagger. Oops, a grease splatter. Hot, hot. Jumping out the grease, it's a whole lot of degrees. About to come, about to fleece, fleece, fleece. I don't want to hear a beast. Trying to catch the sleep. And I, I don't know, for me, I think that maybe if he if he kind of goes in a lane where he just like, where he's just rapping, like just, just rapping and having mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And that he may have a shot. But I also kind of think that he's just in the lane of like the 12 year old and his dad white dad on a dock somewhere mm-hmm. at a cottage mm-hmm. rap i think that's his Rapping lane together. now yeah, like that's what be. happened there's worse things there's a lot of worse things you know he's in, a, in an interesting i don't know what they are yeah but theoretically one would have to imagine <laughs> there are worse things you know i would say if there's one thing he could do that uh that this album is lacking divorce <laughs> well, that that record is will be great mm. until that happens, which will probably never happen because I feel like I don't wish divorce on anyone. No, except people who want to get divorced. Yeah, of course, I wish them a speedy <laughs> divorce. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I feel like the production. I think the production sucks on this album, mm. and there's something about it that just feels really inoffensive. It's hokey. It's hokey. And it, it feels like soft trap to me. Like it's like trap as an aesthetic is kind of on its way out anyway. Mm. And the people who can still do it well are the people who do it like excellently and have always done it excellently. And like, you know, what would sound really good? Like figure out, find, because somebody's doing it, find who is doing like a soul sample, classic Kanye mm. Style the, the the version that sounds fresh in 2019, 2020, whenever this new mm. project comes out, rather than this like faux trap stuff that it's is like, like diet trap. Yeah, it's diet trap. It's not that's not it. It's a good point. You know, because like on 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 acid rap, he has you know some like uh the re- the between the sheets beat you know the um big pa- big papa like he between the sheets like he does that sample uh-huh. over he does a bunch of samples that that have been had been done in like a fresh way uh-huh. i think that would be his lane stop trying to be contemporary you're if you want to be this old man then you got to throw it back mm, interesting yeah i think that's a good point um yeah i think that's a good place well, to end yeah i mean you liked it though you liked the record i I mean, I like some of the songs on it. Like, yeah. I think I, I think that all the criticism of it is accurate, and I think that you know he sounds like a man child. <laughs> he talks about marriage in a way that seems bizarre and retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I still think there are some good songs on it. And I think that like, I also think that Chance is such a good rapper that even on a bad song, he always, he'll do interesting things in a verse. Mm -hmm. And I, at this point, that's like, I mean, he does stuff in certain verses, like the way he plays with words is very similar to like an Eminem or, mm-hmm. a, or a Kendrick mm-hmm. where he's just like, it's almost like he's trying to impress himself by like, like yes. the way that he like constructs the words. Yeah. And even on bad, even on a bad song, mm-hmm. I can find that really interesting and just mm-hmm. a, a, like a unique thing that you're not going to get a lot of other places. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, however you feel about this album, Chance is like, you know, it's a really interesting, interesting place that he's, he's in now mm-hmm. that he's like, he's like, you know, he's clearly still very popular, but he's like lost the crowd. Like yeah, people exactly. don't, people don't connect with him in the same way on a, on a very wide level. Yeah. I mean, outside of his fan base and it's just, and it, it's like, what's going to happen to the rest of his career? Is it just going to go further down the path of kind of like middle of the road, uh, you know, your dad approved rapper? Yeah, yeah. Or is he going to try and make a comeback and like win these people, like win the haters over? Yeah, he's only 26. So a lot of rapper careers start at 26. It's true. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. All right. That is uh, this week's episode of Catch Up. We're back in business, baby. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. I want to give a big thank you to our researcher, Corey C. Oh, killing it. Wow big help on this week's episode Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate his help big thank you to our man kyle our producer if you're listening and you don't follow us on instagram please do that uh follow us at at ketchup podcast uh we follow back because we want to know who our listeners are and feel free to write us a message with your opinions or anything you think that we should talk about in the future or Mm -hmm. you wish that we explored we just we want to hear from you we really appreciate your support and if you have the means please contribute to our patreon which uh, is helping us grow and expand. And like, we're about to hit some new levels and a lot of it's because of uh, the support that we've been receiving. A hundred percent. You know, it's a lot of work uh, to make a podcast and kind of continue it and be persistent with it. And, and it's really because of the support that we've gotten that we are at this stage and about to hopefully take another step. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah.